always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side. Hey, Robert. Hey, Aaron. How's it going, man? Good. Episode seven. Episode seven. So let me tell everyone a little bit about what our show is. I'm Aaron Wolf. I'm an actor director. I go around speaking and working with people. I've worked with such people as like Steve Martin and Queen Latifah and Snoop Dogg and you name it. I've worked with all, a lot of these great, great Betty White. I've even worked with Betty White. This is Rohit. He's worked with such monsters as Jimmy Dean Sausage, Principal Financial Group, and many others. And together we are doing the hope, Hopeless Show, not Hopeful Show, Hopeless Show, where we bring hope to all things hopeless and the most minute things possible, but we're gonna find hope in them at a time when we need them most. Yep, and from big to small, hope is always around the corner. Hope is dope. So first, we are gonna give you all a drinking game because if you're at home not driving, which is probably what you're doing, and you're listening, we, or if you're going for a walk, you can maybe you know bring a little like solo cup. No one will care right now, don't worry, trust me. I'll, uh, you can call my attorney. I just don't have one. Um, the drinking game is whenever we say the word hope, you drink. And we're going to be doing the same thing here. Oh boy. Oh okay. boy. So by the end, we might be a little. You know, so that's the drinking game for today's episode because I feel like we all could use a, uh, a cocktail or two um, or four or eight. Uh, so let's jump into news with from the quarantine. Um, there's, there's a couple, the couple things that happened. Um, one that I just thought, so I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. The reason I became a Miami Dolphins fan was because as a little kid, I was, I loved dolphins. My dad loved dolphins, the animal. And then I found out about Dan Marino. He's past his prime, but I found out about him being like the, the dude and I became a dolphins fan. That's why I'm a dolphins fan. Something cool during the quarantine has happened in Venice, uh, in Venice, mm-hmm. Italy. Because the, the the boats aren't going around all the canals, dolphins have been seen in those canals in Venice, just like jumping and being dolphins. And dolphins are also super smart. So they probably said like, okay, we're not on quarantine. We now are actually the opposite. We're allowed to go to a place that normally like we'd be run over by a boat. So, or or what, what are those big Venice boats called? The... the- the Not Barretos. Con- yeah, the that. Barretos. The Barretos. So I think that's that's very a cool thing from the quarantine is that dolphins, who are beautiful creatures, uh, have been freed in Venice to go swim around in the canals. Aaron, with that hope, drink. Um, oh, yeah, drink. How would you feel mm. if I actually squashed that? Because apparently... The the dolphins in the canals was photoshopped and end it was proved to be a hoax. Oh, yeah. How does that make you feel? I feel so sad right now. Yeah. I've even had like you know how you count sheep before going to bed. Yeah. I do counting dolphins and I was doing it in Venice like just imagining dolphins jumping. Yeah. And now I know that my my even my going to sleep things were hoaxes. I know. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble on that. I'm gonna find hope in it somewhere because okay. I'm not going to oh, drink because I'm not going to not feel hope drink again about the uh, about the dolphins because dolphins are have definitely found something during this time in our existence with the corona and quarantine and everything they've definitely found something cool like underwater to do this is when i'm like man you know like the little mermaid she wanted to be on land mm-hmm. and she always wanted to be on land she didn't want to be in the water right now do you know how much it would be awesome to be a mermaid dude or a merman or whatever a mer person or a mer person a mer that? they them yeah like we dude we could go there we could go to what's king titan or Triton? uh not xerxes <laughs> We're getting a lot of things Zeus, wrong right now. Yeah. Before we get to our first big topic of from the quarantine, there's there's something that I, I want to know your thoughts on. Jared Kushner, who, as we know, is uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. He's also of the Kushner family. His dad went to jail for a long time. He's now r- running the pandemic team. I mean, whose dad hasn't? 
So. Whose dad hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> so today there was some news about Mr. Jared Kushner. What? He said that the federal government has ro- risen to the challenge and the pandemic that is going on right now is, and I quote, a great success story of our time. First of all, I went to, you grew up in Jersey. I went to college in, uh, in New York at NYU. Um, I knew a, a fair number of Kushner types. These sort of Upper West or Upper East Side, very rich, fairly, very entitled types of people. I knew how to coexist with them. Now, thinking of them being like the head of the government does not make me feel very good. And then hearing this, it's like, of course, that's what he would have said. And that is so stupid. Thousands of people are dying every day. You shouldn't be calling it a great success story. Nobody should be claiming victory on anything right now. Like there's any, even no matter how well or how badly your country has handled it, there is no winners in this entire solution. So I think people need to stop talking about it's like, it's the equivalent of someone actually saying like 9-11, and that was when it was like, what, Giuliani and Bush? Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. There's a success in rallying people to feel hope, drink, but not, so I, I hope, again, drink, that people who heard what Kushner said, take it with a grain of salt, it's pretty stupid, and we've all got to realize that what's happening is not positive, but we can take from it and learn from it so we can have more positive outcomes in the future. Yeah. Everybody can, we can all have our own little victories during this time and it's important for us to keep count our own little victories, but yeah, there is no victory against the coronavirus. None. Um, We're about to get into your first uh, topic. I just wanted to say today, our sponsor is a special one. It's you, the listeners. You are our sponsors because without you, we can't keep doing, well, we could keep doing the show. But, <laughs> very easily. Very easily. It just, no one would care. Yeah. And we wouldn't have submissions and really it would be a pretty desolate experience. Yeah. So the sponsor today is you guys, the listeners. Keep spreading the word. Keep sharing the love of the show because without you, we wouldn't be here. Well, we would, but we wouldn't be here. Yeah, I mean, we'd both be living perfectly wonderful lives, actually, without yeah. anybody listening. Yeah. But they make it better. Way better. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, listeners. We would be absolutely fine without you. Yes. But we don't want to be fine. We want to be great because you guys are amazing. Yes. Make <laughs> our lives great again. Yes. <laughs> so thank Malga. you, listeners. Yeah. Malga. <laughs> I'm going to make a Malga hat. It's going to be, it's gonna be pink. Uh, so... You have a topic. Yes. Topic. Our first topic um, of this week's episode is Kim Jong-un. Mm. Now the question is, is he dead? Is he alive? The latest reports are that Kim Jong-un, the, the, the news of his death may have been greatly exaggerated. You know, it was believed by very strong intelligence that he had died on the operating table getting heart surgery. Because the dude doesn't eat well. No, um, he's really fat. Yeah, and the thing is, it's funny when he was uh, going to school in Chicago. You know, he went to high school in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like he was just your average sort of like average kid, just in every which way. Um, you know, happened to be child of you know a brutal dictator. But when he took over the, I helm, thought he was just the the son of a big star of the South Park movie. Yeah, Kim Jong Il. Well, the guy that also, you know, did you know had eighteen holes in one and one one round of golf. <laughs> um, so, um, so Kim Jong Il, when he passed, Kim Jong Un took over, and he had to do a few things. Okay, when he took over, one he had to eat a lot to, because actually, there like your weight is sign of your health and it's a sign of your wealth and it's a sign of your prosperity mm. and everybody wants their dear leader to be prosperous, right? Because that means they have the chance to be prosperous. The next thing he had to do was assassinate half his family and assassinate the part of the old regime to set a precedent that he's bringing in his own people. Even people that were loyal to Kim Jong-il were killed, his uncles and all this kind of stuff. I heard about the yeah, uncle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt, you know, they had, they had um, real, you know, public, assass- you know, just public assassinations. Um, he'd hit them with freaking like missiles, you know, and like, Miss, like missile launch, rocket launchers and stuff like that. Like he would, he would kill them good. Oh, that's why he's called like Missile Man or something. Something like, yeah, he's a brutal person. The next thing he had to do was establish his own style and haircut. 
So <laughs> he got this weird ass haircut, right? With like the, the butt crack middle part. Um, and you're missing a couple patches on the temple, but it's like a tight fade. It became the national haircut for men. So these are the things that he had to do. Now over the course of his reign, you know, we've heard all about it in the news, but he might've eaten himself a bit too much and he might've died. And that was all the news coming from all international intelligence last week, um, or a few days ago rather. And the, today's and yesterday's news like he might still be alive. But in the meantime, nobody knows who, who if he's alive or not. I'm a bit, I, you know, everybody wants him dead, you know, because he's kind of a bad guy, but the alternative is his sister. Is and she the one in the, the, when there was those, the Olympics and they showed her and she kind of got like trending because she was cute and. Yeah, she's definitely cute. Um, right, her, I remember her. name is her. Kim Yo Jung. And supposedly she is straight up brutal and would make Kim Jong Un seem like a teddy bear. Well, how can you get worse than like killing half your family with missiles? I mean, that's what generally what the new dictators do all the time. Oh, so and, that's and just like, that's yeah, obvious. And actually, so he's going to do that. So Kim Yo Jong, you know, according to an article, um, said that uh, she would feel, you know, just it's in the same way that she had like Kim Jong Un had just kind of, you know, prove himself that she would, she would also feel the need to show her medal. Um, and she has a huge passion for up, upgrading the weapons development of North Korea. Uh -oh. um, she is big into that. Um, also, because, you know, she, she'd be a supreme leader um, and a woman at that, she has to prove herself even harder. Um, and yeah. it just like, you know, any woman in the world, you know, there is a pressure that sometimes they have to work twice as hard just to get the same amount of respect that men do. Um, so I don't think it's different when you get to North Korea. Um, but she is really, uh, it says that um, she sees herself as godlike um, and would want to portray herself as that. And so, um, and it's possible that she would adopt an even harder line than her brother in dealing with the rest of the world because of the level of, po of the poverty, because of the level of poverty. Um, it's all they have. And they believe that she's as tough as her brother and has been extremely visible in recent times. Um, and in North Korea, it's kind of, uh, in many regimes, it's, it's, it's tradition to be more brutal than your predecessor in order to really prove your point. So it could be really, like we gotta hope, drink, but we gotta hope for this one really need to drink. Kim Jong-un's safe, like survive, like we hope, I hope he's alive. And we've been trying to assassinate the dude for a long time. So you're saying the hope is that he's not dead? Cause I think yeah. he's dead. I mean, that's the hope. The hopeless part is that he might be dead, which previously would have been a hopeful thing. Everybody's like, "Yes, finally, this dictator is gone." But his the next the successor could be twice as bad. Okay, I've got I've got hope. What do you got? So you you were talking about female leaders. Yep. And I'm just gonna zero in on that piece of all that information because all the other stuff is pretty bad. Missiles and family blowing up and mm -hmm. killing people and overeating, obesity and blah, blah. We get the bad parts. Yep. Female leadership. One, I love the idea that women and men should have equal opportunity. I just believe we're all people. We all poop and fart and burp and eat and whatever. We're all people. So we should be able to have the equal opportunity to achieve whatever we can in life. That being said... Lately, there have been a number of, including one especially uh, prominent leader that has been very successful when she rose to power, Angela Merkel, mm -hmm. in Germany. Germany happens to also have handled this, uh, the coronavirus, really the best. Like, mm -hmm. they're one of the best. South Korea as well, Taiwan. Mm -hmm. There's a number of places that just have good leadership. Angela Merkel's leadership during this pandemic is something that I wish we had, actually. Yeah. She's, she's been incredible. And so the hope here is that Kim Yo Jong, did I, if I said mm -hmm. that right, yep. her name, uh, is doing this just to make sure she gets the power. And then, but in her, the back of her mind, she was at the Olympics, she's seen all the different leaders from all the countries. She actually is aspiring to be a true leader and not be like a worse leader. So she might even try to make North Korea, make North Korea great, great, for the first time, <laughs> uh, but she's trying to make it great 
And in order to do that, though, you can't get the power if you look soft. She's going to get the power, then she's not going to kill everyone, and then she's going to really strive to be like Angela Merkel. I mean, we'll see. I'm not convinced. I mean, there are some amazing leaders. I mean, you have female prime ministers or presidents in Finland, Iceland, Norway, Estonia. New Zealand. New Zealand. She's done great. Yep. Germany. You know, it's... And that's amazing. None of them came into... No, none of those leaders had to succeed a regime. So we'll see, right? I don't know if I've found the hope yet, but I think that, you know, maybe it's, it's the, you know, it's a new person. Maybe, maybe she's going to flip everything around. And but... maybe she wants to set a new precedent for, does she really want to become like obese now? She might have to be. I don't think she wants to. I think she wants to stay like the 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 cute girl who was at the Olympics who was like, wow, she's cool. Well, so maybe then if she breaks that rule. So at least they just start. Might, yeah. She okay, won't get so obese. There, okay, so there's the hope there. Is that And drink. Yeah. All right, so she won't get obese. That's hope. So speaking of Kim Yo Jung, actually it's a this is a closer this is actually a segue kind of because it's North Korea and then South Korea. BTS, the the greatest group of our time, uh, the K-pop band from Korea. So we do a running thing with BTS. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Rohit, I believe, is coming around as well. Um, I'm a fa- giant fan of BTS. I've listened to, I believe, four of their songs now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a BTS Army member. My question for you, Rohit, as we do the Guess the BTS game, uh-huh. is what do you think? run bts is it's a thing that's happening now i think like bts is probably organizing like safe social distancing like group runs like when jr smith used to get like super (laughs) drunk like after a game and then he'd like tweet to everybody to do it in times square and they'd do like segway drive arounds he just roll up on a segway like baked as hell and just like ride around with people. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that. BTS run or run BTS is that, but they're running. <laughs> oh man, that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong, but I would be so good if they also just ran around high. Uh, so you're wrong, but, which is really what always is the case with this. Uh, well, you'll get it right eventually. Run BTS is celebrating its 100th episode. It's a TV show that they've been on for since they started. Like, we're BTS, kind of like, I think, the uh, Monkees in the 60s. They had the Monkees show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some boy band shows have done it. So they have a TV show that's celebrating their 100th episode during this. And they're going to do it this week, and we're all going to be able to watch it. So I had no idea. I mean, I, I didn't have an idea, but I am a huge fan. Anyway, that's what Run BTS is. It's a show that's on TV in South Korea and other places. And they're having their 100th episode of the show with BTS in it. We're, we're going to have to screen it. We're going to have a screen. We'll have a private episode screening. So with that, we're going to do a game for you. So everyone likes old shows. We grew up with our old shows, right, Ro? Like, what was one of your favorites? Growing up, well, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Was amazing. Great show. Fine art. Fine art. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking in the shower, which is where I usually do my thinking, uh, that a lot of these shows, their titles and their theme songs weren't really like what the show was about. And for whatever reason, remember that show Charles in Charge? Yeah. Of our days and our nights. Exactly. Okay. So Charles in Charge was like on reruns a lot as we were kids. I don't know exactly when it actually was on, but it was always on in the morning. I loved the show. But then I was thinking, like, was he really in charge? I think I think not. I think he, in his mind, he wanted to be. And I think the family wanted him to take control, but they really never gave him those growth opportunities to really <laughs> prove himself. Right. Yeah. Like even listen. So listen to the song. It's so here's the. It's neighborhood. He lives downstairs. He's downstairs. He's just taking good care of them. He's not in charge. So 
So wait, did you hear that last that last lyric? Charles in charge of our days and our nights. So the guy's in the basement. He's just there to to make them, you know, be there when they need them. But then he's in charge of their days and their nights. So he's like a Nazi in the basement. I mean, I think that maybe he was just a very like Scott Baio was like playing pretty much the role of a very like handsome Quasimodo, you know, like <laughs> just grueling away at the. I don't think I've ever seen Hunchback of Notre Dame, but I'm assuming that he took care of something. Like he, he like took care of Notre <laughs> the Dame. Tr- the Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. He was the, the Dame Bell. Night. They did the Notre yeah. Dame thing. So, but really, what was the night part though? That's the that's the other part. And there's you know Scott Bayo rumors around that he he's you know a little bit of a, a ladies man. So I'm thinking, wait a second. Oh, with the mom or with. I don't know. One of the, the people he was actually in charge of? Yeah, I don't know if she was 18, so I hope not. Uh, uh, I don't know. It just felt weird. And so I thought it should be like Charles is like helping out, kind of. Should be the name of the show. <laughs> then I, so I wanted to know from you, for you, because uh, then I just started looking, looking at all kinds of TV theme songs from the 90s, and they're really good. Uh, if there's any show that you can think of where it was misleading. Um, ooh, I feel on the spot. But I think in terms That's of misleading show, yeah. shows, um, I remember watching Small Wonder. I used to love that. But literally the lyrics were, she's a small wonder. And she was kind of a small wonder. She that was, was a, a robot. Great, great show. show. Great show. Really good. But was she a small wonder? She was a small robot. Right, and we're asking me wonders. I think I'll give I that guess one to she's them. a yeah. wonder, and she was a person thing. Yeah. And... and as a kid, I was young. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Oh, what was yeah? yeah. What was her Vicky name? Vicky the robot. Vic. Wow. Yeah, I've always had a thing for robots. Um... That's a that, you know you bringing up small wonder. I guess that is because I also thought like the Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. like a bunch is actually like a bunch. Like there's like like fifty, and in the Brady Bunch, I think it was nine. That's not really a bunch. It should be a the Brady nine. Yeah, we're just a, a hand, the very handful. A decent yeah. amount. And then the other interesting, so, but when you bring up Small Wonder, I just want to hear that theme song. Because that show was the best. And there was like, what was the... And you can hear the, the Leave It to Beaver kind of like the 1950s like like pan flute vibes, um, yeah, which I like. But it brings me to a bigger question, Aaron. Yes. What was the last show that we have watched that had an opening theme with lyrics in it? Because I miss those, but they did bring it back for something. I mean, the 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 old the last one I can remember was the Wayans Brothers. We're brothers, we're happy, and we're singing, yeah, and we're was... colored. Give me a high five. And that one, that was you know, a good song. Yeah, and it's you know, it's, it's today it's kind of a problematic song, but that's the last time. I mean, it's net for comedy, but that's the last time I can remember any show on TV having a theme song with lyrics, like because that came after Family Matters. It oh, came yeah. after Full House. Full um, House. What's great about that? Is the is the Uncle Jesse John Stamos mm-hmm. was in like he was like a rocker dude and he played and then he randomly started being with the Beach Boys in the show Full House if you remember he like joined oh, the yeah, Beach Boys yeah. and then he joined the Beach Boys in real life but he also wrote that song he wrote and sang the Full House theme song the real John Stamos everywhere you look, that's him everywhere you go. like yeah. so so anyway yeah that was a good one. Yeah. And it was cool because it integrated the character. And then in real life, he started becoming that guy. So, yeah, what is the last one? You know what? I think for next week, so we can move into the show, let's think of what, of, uh, let's mark down what show was the last one. And let's also revisit what a, th- what a show is that just misrepresented what it, the show really was about. Because I think that I was going down a wormhole a bit, and I think there's a bunch. Yeah, there has to be. I mean, I'm just looking at... Were they really saved by the bell? Like, like the bell would go off, but they weren't actually saved by the bell. Like, really, it was Zach the, pushing his fingers together and then, like, stopping time. That's yeah. usually what, like, helped stuff. And it's like, so what did the bell save him from? If he's late to work, to late to school, how would the bell 
save him. Like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't do it. Like, I don't understand. Hey, I'm running late. Okay. I missed the bus. Where does the bell serve as a protagonist in this narrative that is actually then aiding with the, in the hero's journey? None. Yeah, I don't get it. Zach Morris, hero to all. Yeah. But no, like, the, it's not safe. It should be like. Bell is an NPC. It's just <laughs> yeah. Like that. So that's just a new thing we're going to be talking about now because we just decided we're going to. Yeah. So let's talk about masks. I had a big realization. I went to a liquor store. In other places, I know they're not all called liquor stores. Some are called like convenient, depending on the state. In California, a liquor store is like a convenience store. They have alcohol and other things. At the, while I was checking out, getting um, whatever I, I, I got, I think a beer or something. Um, I was checking out and I saw that on the table there was hand sanitizer. And no, it was a, I was getting a bottle of wine. And the hand sanitizer was actually more expensive than the bottle of wine. And I was wearing my mask because you have to wear masks when you go into a store. Which I understand, and everyone was wearing a mask. So I said, Huh, who would be stupid enough to buy hand sanitizer and pay more for that than for the bottle of wine? And the three people working behind the counter gave me no reaction at all. None. I got not even a peep of laughter. They just said, Our prices are actually better than most places for hand sanitizer. And then I thought, Wait, like, obviously, I was kind of messing around, like, and so I said it again. So I said, no, but, like, wouldn't you want wine over hand sanitizer? Like, you can't, like, you get much more use out of the hand, out of the wine than the hand sanitizer. And once again, no reaction. And so I was thinking to myself in that moment, like, this can't be happening. Like, this isn't, like, a great joke or anything, but it's not. That's BTS Army. I'm not going to pick them up right now. Uh, the... That isn't a great joke, but it's also not like a terrible joke. I should get more more than no reaction. And then I realized, oh my goodness, we all have face masks on. No one can read each other's mm. intonation of what we're, like if it's a joke, not a joke. If you've never <laughs> met someone, you don't really know what their style is, what they're doing. And I realized, man, I'm just going to sit here forever failing. I just have to get the heck out of this liquor store because that's, this isn't going to work. And I realized, wait, is humor going to die because of masks? Especially humor, humor with people you don't know? No. I think here, here's where the, the bright side of things is you can be the biggest jerk ever. And you can just live out your Grand Theft Auto life, but in real life, <laughs> right? And just say the worst things. And then just say, oh, I was kidding. And behind the mask. You, know, oh. like, yeah. you can test out new material. And yes. You know, if people get offended, you'd be like, I was kidding. It was behind my mask. So I think that this is this is your chance to, to really go out and, and, and hit the edge comedy. You know, get really dark. And So can I just go like store hop and just try material? Yeah, you can try material. You can be as rude as you want because in the end, you were just kidding. Right, like I could have just said, this wine sucks and I know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then if they don't laugh, which they probably wouldn't, that's not very nice. Yeah. Then or I know, if, all right, that doesn't work. Or like empty your cash registers, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, if they do it, great. <laughs> if they don't, be like, I was just kidding. Like, uh, yeah, it works. Oh, I'm going to become a robber. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear like a striped outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, we're going to get to that. All right, there, the Hope uh, oh, drink. And the this is going to be the Hope toilet flush. I don't know if that, that really screams hope to me. All right, so we need a hope, uh, there's, there's hope a, applause. Whatever happened to our hope gong? The gong is gone. The gong is gone. Um, all right, another favorite segment of ours. The, there it is. The Rohit knows the Orioles, the O's, because mm -hmm. the, he's the biggest Orioles fan I've ever met. He, un, he hasn't really known much of the things we brought up, though. Um, Trey Mancini, you know yeah, him. Of course. He's, the, I believe... The only good player. The only good player on the Orioles. Yes. So did you happen to hear what happened to Trey Mancini? Yeah, he's going to be... 
you know, out the rest of this year, but he's just got stage three colon cancer. It is bad. Stage three colon cancer. So that's bad and sad. And I, re- I went in on a little deep dive, learning a little more about him. He seems like a really cool guy. And uh, like he didn't get the chance he should have gotten, and then he got a chance, and now then he got really good. So what I re- have realized, because we've brought up, brought up the O's a lot, and I'm impressed that you knew about that. Um, <laughs> it was the uh, biggest baseball news that there was yeah, in the past, no, it, like, weeks. And that's this is the point. Yeah. What I think is cool is that the Orioles have made news. They've been trending for things more than they ever would if there was an actual season. They're not going to trend for actual baseball. No, they trend yeah. for weird other things. Yeah. They're the, on the bottom ticker for their players and so on. Like there's There have been a lot of Orioles things that otherwise wouldn't happen. So... I've, I think I've realized why you're such an Oriole fan, and it's just because they're media hogs. Yeah, it's, it's, they are, you know, they keep stealing headlines. You know, keep it's not, yeah. Stealing headlines. Yeah. Now, with Trey Mancini, we hope he gets better, and uh, he's a trooper for, for sharing his story with us to show that he's going to fight, he's going to beat this. And uh, you knew the O's. So, speaking of the O's, we are in this together, apparently. So, yeah, what I would like to talk about as a person that is in the advertising world is I think that... At Jimmy this point, Dean Sausage. Yes. That's a shout out for them. Um, thank you, Aaron. And at this point, I think I want to just sort of make a plea to not only the other advertisers out there, but to the consumers at home. I, I think we're all in not only in trouble because of this coronavirus, but we're in trouble because the advertising has gotten really, really, really bad. Um, any, f- you know, any four commercial block that you're gonna be watching in, you know, in any commercial break um, from whatever you're watching on TV, there's guaranteed to be at least three commercials that have the following phrases. We're in this together. We got this. There's also... Um, stay at home. Stay at home, yes. Thank you for, for reminding me, and advertiser. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Um, there's also um, in, in these uncertain times. Yes. Um, and so usually every commercial starts with obviously all, you know, all sorts of really you know, people. And oftentimes people that are real people that work at the company or people at home. And they always start in these trying times or in these uncertain times. And then they're going to make a statement, a statement that's loosely related to their product somehow. But it's something really sad and depressing. Then they're going to say, we company, in this example, like let's say State Farm, is we know how tough it can be. So what we are doing is we are lowering your rates without you even having to ask. Okay? So they're saying what we, listen, we're paying money to be on here instead of, we're turning this money to people. We are advertising to tell you how good we are. Okay, and we're doing this thing for you. Brand name, doing thing for you. And then ending it with we're in this together. It's this formula, you're gonna see, if you got, let's say like six pods of commercials during a one hour show, you're gonna have this commercial for three of them, or this type of commercial for three of them. So that's, so that's 18 commercials, let's say, in a one hour block, that are saying the exact same crap. And I think, it's gotten me a bit hopeless that every advertiser feels the need to be on this the funeral train. Yeah. Nobody cares. We all know to stay safe. We don't care about you hawking your product under the guise of doing something better for the world. And it's a lie. Um, <laughs> and you're spending money on ads when you could be spending it on keeping and not furloughing your employees. You could be doing a lot better things with the money instead of talking, saying the same crap everyone's saying. Um, so generally with these phrases, you can kind of pick out any commercial. So uh, I think that this topic is, is a hopelessness for the, the, the creativity, how creativity just goes away once people feel the need to attach to a cause or a social cause. And I think that anytime you have to throw in a cause into your marketing, it means your idea isn't good enough. Huh. And so I guess I wanna know what you think about this. Am I just kind of reacting from being someone on the inside, um, someone that sees and pays attention to a lot of advertising work? 
Have you felt a little bit of inspiration? Is the change good for you? Am I, am I out of line? What do you think? So the good news is you're not out of line. I've thought the exact same thing, and I actually get mad at the TV when this happens because it happens all the time. And what I've noticed, and I, I guess I'm a little inside because I have made ads, directed ads, and been in some. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know a little bit about being creative in making short content for TV and to promote a product. But I don't know nearly what you know. What I do know is all they're doing right now is taking stock footage from mm-hmm. other places or other ads that they've done before or just online. Because you can buy some like family at home yeah. for like a thousand bucks. And then you have that shot. And then you put that with some voiceover artist from probably just inter- probably internal now. And you make it. So I have noticed that. I think it's absolutely absurd. And I think that what is extra absurd is the companies that are doing it the most are the people that are obviously just benefiting from what's going on right now. And I don't like it because it's kind of like that. I read that the 0.1% billionaires are making a ton of money during this time and everyone else is not. And it's the same idea. It's like we're, we have so much money and we're trying to benefit off of what's going on right now. But there is hope. Yes, what do you got? For people like myself, and I think definitely like yourself, it shows that when you don't have good creative minds actually working hard to come up with good content, and you're just doing what everyone's doing because you don't have... I like to say limitation breeds creativity. In this case, limitation breeds idiocy. Yeah. And so I think it shows that as we come out of it, or even during it, you can still work with people like yourself or myself and and come up with better ideas for how to promote what you want to promote, for how to advertise to work to people and say, like, we've got this. And also to know when to shut up. Yes. And I think it's becoming clear to you. It's become clear to me. We've never talked about this before. And it's becoming clear to most people. Like, these ads are just just dumb and and they they're gonna stop i think and it also shows that we really need actual creativity is a a blessing and a great thing and we don't want to to cut it short by just doing the generalization of stay at home and we're in this together also we're not really in this all together half the people are rallying and like protesting at at city halls and then half of us are like at home doing what the doctors say to do. So are we really in this together? Not yeah, really. It's just like, I'm sorry. And I don't, I don't need my insurance company or my freaking donut provider to tell me that we're in this together. I'm sorry. You don't get to say that. You do not get to tell me. Maybe that the donut, the, do, the donuts can, donuts can talk. Yeah, maybe I'm being too harsh to the donuts <laughs> out there, but, but like it's, 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 I think it's out of control. <laughs> I, I just hope that people are going to be able to, you know, that work in the industry, whether you're an account person, a creative strategist, produce, producer, you know, even if you're working business affairs, you find a way to kill any yes. COVID-19 related work somehow. Do whatever you have to do. Be it underhanded. Find a way to lose the funding. Find a way to find so many problems, you know, that could get you sued for saying that in order to stop this work. No, no one, I would guarantee if you polled the 7 billion people on this planet, you're not going to find one human individual that actually got any real ounce of hope out of even one of these commercials. So I, they might have been suckered into the product. They might have been, but I just hope that um, people know that you can't expect a brand to tell you you're in this together. You can't expect them to tell you it's hard times. And I hope that this bad behavior it stops because it is. It's out of control, man. And it's like, and generally, uh, as, as a creative, I, I do not like any advertising that has to do with doing stuff for good. If you're going to do stuff for good, do it. Yes. Do it. <clears throat> do not make that the crux of what you are talking about because you're just trying to get people sympathy. You're not actually trying to show people what makes you special. And so. that's uh, And that's why I think we can go to our sponsor for the day, which is the audience, and say, don't listen to these ads. Tell people, even call into the companies and say, your ad sucks. I'll do it. Yeah. And then that way we together, 
as the the hopeless show are making a difference to get rid of this nonsense. Yes. Let let's why don't we harass now our next step for everybody listening, let's harass all the brands that have this hopeful advertising out there and make them feel really bad. Yes. All right. Hope gong it. Yes. <laughs> let's let's get a gong on that. And so now I believe it is time because of timing. I'll do the next one next week. Great. Um so because uh, so our next segment, hope in sixty seconds. Yay! This is the segment where Aaron and I get to rapid fire hope. The way it works is we'll each talk about a topic or two. Um, we'll each talk about a topic, and in that sixty seconds, we have to explain the topic, and the other person needs to find a solution to that. So Aaron is going to go first. I'm going to get my timer ready and ready. So the first. Topic is the Dodgers Zoom. I am a partial season ticket holder for the Dodgers for 2020 and got invited to be part of a Zoom with, if they said you're going to see Dodgers and former players and all this great stuff. I was so pumped. And I was like, I put on my Dodger shirt and everything. Get on the Zoom. It works half of the time. It stutter, sputters half the time. They had like four players. And then at the very end of this Zoom... Vin Scully came and you heard his voice and they screwed that up and it didn't, you couldn't really hear it. And then they had to say at the end, no, Vin Scully is actually healthy. It was just our Zoom and our technicians didn't get it to work. So I felt extra bummed because I'm missing my team, the, the whole thing. Okay, so the hope I can give you there in nine seconds is that they're probably going to do another one. Yes! Because you can't mess it up that bad and not do it again. you got to respect the Scully. Respect the Scully. Boom. Done. Timer. Thank you. All right. Just made it. Uh, whew. Whew, that was hard. By the way, Jaleel White was on the Zoom. Steve what? Urkel. Yeah. That was one of the people <laughs> with his Dodger jersey on. Which, which player do you have? Uh, I think it was a Kershaw shirt or something. All right. All right. I, I mean, he's a Dodger fan, but I like I don't really care about Jaleel <laughs> White in the Dodger Zoom. Anyway. How do we so, have two Family Matters references in one Yeah, that's, bo- that's two in a row. Yeah. Um, or not two in one episode. Two. So... You have uh, AMC Theaters hates Universal Go. Okay, so the news is that when the theaters reopen, AMC Theaters, and now Regal Cinemas, has decided to not run Universal Studios pictures because when Universal released them for $20 rentals during the, the apocalypse, uh, they just their CEO came out and said, hey, they did really well, and they might experiment with that in the future. So we're going to miss out great, great films such as... Uh, Bios, or Halloween Kills, The Croods, a lot of different films, a lot of big films and small films are coming out with no Universal Studios, one of the big picture companies. How do we find hope there? So I immediately found hope because I don't want to see any of those movies. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that they're not going to plug up the theaters. I love going to the movies and I don't want to see Bios or whatever that stuff is. So awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I don't get to have to see those movies. Um. (laughs) All right, and our third and final Hope in 60 Seconds topics before we get to user submissions. This one is titled No Mask Mayo, and let me start the timer and go. So No Mask Mayo, the Mayo Clinic, the famous cancer clinic, is uh, Mike Pence and a bunch of people from our White House went there and they all were wearing masks because these people have cancer. And Mike Pence didn't wear a mask and he was just busy patting people on the back and like, because I guess he's better than everyone else. And so there, that happened today. Like he was at the Mayo Clinic with no mask, slapping, five, giving fives to cancer patients. And I was just like, this is our vice president. This is like not good. So is there any hope in this guy? Well, you're not going to be able to take those pictures down from the internet. And... Maybe around uh, November time, you know, I think that if if this thing gets worse and if people get harmed in there, the hope is that the people that there is some evidence of consequences for people like it's not OK. I don't care what political party you love. It's not OK to do that in any which way. And this is just another example from grandstanding again, like yeah. he kind of did with the players kneeling and walking out of that game. So that's, so that's up. I, I yeah. gong. Your, your time is up. So I totally agree that there should be consequences 
And for us as a member, as members of the logic party, not Democrat, not Republican, just based on logic, it is illogical to walk into a cancer clinic without a mask and gloves on. So uh, thank you for that. And so now we go to our user submissions. Um, do, uh, why don't, uh, Brad sent in something. There was a, a video of a bunch of people, instead of doing the YMCA, they were out in public protesting the lockdown by doing MAGA. Like, like, and he sent the video and he felt pretty hopeless about them doing the M-A-G-A song, like M-A-G-A, <laughs> which is really like, was like a thing about where gay men could come together as like on all these different costumes. Yeah. Which is actually kind of what a lot of the, the MAGA people are against is like that stuff. But then they did it. So does this mean for Brad from Pennsylvania that... Uh, Harrisburg, I believe he said he's from. Uh, does this mean that they're coming around to accept people who are gay, gay, or, gay or trans or whatever because they're doing their version of the song? No, I'll tell you what this means. Okay, I don't think it means that at all. Okay. What this means is, by the way, I think our next president and every president, hope possibly thereafter, sadly, will be elected by their memes. Okay, <laughs> and. This, this, you know, the era of our founding fathers is long over. The era of dignity in the office is long over. And we have to accept this new reality as foretold with the prophetic movie, Idiocracy. Oh, good movie. And came true. Came true. It is true. So what I can find hope for for Brad from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, is that the MAGA is just the beginning of this epic, amazing content that we are going to be getting for the next five months. It's gonna be fantastic. We are gonna see the depravity, the, the, the pure <laughs> depravity of the internet. And whether it's doing a crazy dance like that, I'm just, I'm in it, my popcorn is ready, and I am embracing every last video like this because this is not the end man this is just the beginning and it's just we're gonna see we're gonna hit peak internet all right that sounds <laughs> i can't wait for what's next and if anyone has a peak internet like crazy thing like this send it to us and we'll talk about it because this one sure was weird <laughs> awesome it is time for hope fulfilled and drink and so the there By the way, a, we're drinking water right now yeah, we're on, drinking, on both of our ends of, of the screens. Yes, we are <laughs> drinking water right now because uh, both of us have to work more. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this does not end. <laughs> but uh, we will drink later. Yes. Or, I think you're almost back on the sauce. Yes. Um, so uh, it's good to be congratulating someone to be back on the sauce <laughs> <laughs> during quarantine especially. Uh, so... We talked last uh, episode a lot about the Me Too movement continuing during this time because we don't want, I think you said it, shitheads can't continue to be shitheads. Right. Like, you can't keep harassing. This is bad. So two pieces happened. There was a story that said that landlords are Me too Me Tooing, hashtag Me Tooing, their tenants because they can't pay rent. And I thought, okay, we've got to talk about that. Wait, so let me understand. So you have landlords. Mm -hmm. So you have tenants that are unable to pay rent or yes. refuse to pay rent, whichever side you're coming from. The landlords are invoking the Me Too movement to justify evicting tenants. Is that what you're saying? The opposite. They're actually, the landlords are like sexually harassing their tenants and coming on to them in order for them to keep their place. Oh. Right. That's worse. Really bad. But there were stories about it that said, don't stand for this. This is more of the Me Too movement happening. It's just in different sex. It can ha sects, not sex, that can happen. S-E-T-S. -S. Yeah, that one. Uh, that can happen anywhere. And we have to be aware of it so that people do not 
continue that kind of behavior during this time. And then just this morning, Alanis Morissette, um, she said she'd been, you know, had me two moments in her life that have been bad and said her quote was, every female artist and many male artists in our industry, in the music industry, have at one point or another been sexually harassed, raped, or abused. And what I thought when I heard that was the fulfillment of it is not that it's happened or happening, it's that it's still in the lexicon, that it can't continue. And I do believe, I mean, Alanis Morissette, great artist, and, uh, you know, I be- why would she come out and lie about this? And uh, and then the, the tenants saying it. So I just think it's an, a further thing to for us to continue to make sure that we don't, during this quarantine, become worse people. We become better people. Like Brent Sopel talked about, self-love. We continue to self-love each other and not do bad things. Yeah, and it's I, th- I think it's just, I don't know, my mind's still blown about like tenants asking for favors. It's like those creepy Craigslist uh, ads that you might see. It's like, hey, I think... Because they look for tenants willing to exchange rent for favors. Yeah, you know? for, for party favors. Yeah. But they're like Ugh. hand jobs. That's fucking gross. So yeah. what's good is it's still in the in the like atmosphere. And what's extra cool is I also found out that in the article it also said Alanis Morissette has a new album in two week two days oh. coming out. Now, I'm not a big Alanis Morissette fan. I mean, like I'm not like a big follower of hers. Yeah. I do like Jagged Little Pill. That was a good album. But hey, I'm excited to give her a shot. I want to see what the music is like. So yeah. this also brought that out. I was like, all right, I want to hear it. It's stuff. been a while since, since we heard from Alanis. I think. A long time. I saw her walking in the Hollywood Hills with her kid. Ah. So that was where I last heard from her. Is I, I actually like like almost hit them. And then, with your car? Yeah, because I was driving around a corner in the hills. You're like, oh, hey, it's last words I know. And then I, and then I was like, whoa, there's a person that kind of like stopped and swerved. And then I like waved to them, and it was her. She's not signing your autograph. No, she didn't. She was a little um, ticked. Actually, so, she was nice. Yeah, I mean, dude, I still remember when she was. Uh, she played God in. Um, oh, the the Kevin uh, Smith the Kevin movie. movie. Yeah, with Chris Rock and yeah. uh, Dogma. Dogma. That was it. Yeah, she was the best female. God in a Kevin Smith movie ever. Yeah, I'd say definitely, definitely number one. Um, so to sum it up, uh, we have found hope in lots of things today. We next week have an amazing guest. Uh, it is a frontline worker who is, has been working the front lines of this since November of the pandemic. I cannot wait to talk to her. And... Uh, and then we have another couple of uh, guests that are coming up. And so I can't wait for you guys to keep hearing about the guests. We're going to keep fulfilling hope. We also have, if you go to at Hopeless Show on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter, we started uh, that. So it's just Hopeless Show. We have like two followers because I just mentioned it. So I think <laughs> it's just me and Rohit. Yeah. Uh, so go follow us. Or I'm the Aaron Wolf on social media. Rohit's Vohit for Rohit, the number four. And uh, yeah, next week we're going to have much more hope to fulfill and much more good things and keep drinking because hope, 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 hope. And remember, guys, we're in this together in these trying times. So stay safe. (laughs) Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And stay home, too. (laughs) And also, uh, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Never mind that money, right?